This is Canon Side Chats. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Canon Side Chats, your somewhat weekly Arsenal podcast where we go over everything Arsenal. Today, I'm joined as usual by Bex. Bex, how are you doing? Doing fantastic. Good to be back. And Sam. How's it going, guys? So, finally, we have a game after Lord knows how long. It feels like two years, especially with all the business we've been doing. Yep, 5-3 win over Nuremberg. Good showing, good positive second half. We finally came back. We've never been able to do that last year. Bex, we'll start with you. What were your thoughts from the game? (laughs) Horrendous first half. Uh, I I didn't pay the 699 fee or whatever it was to watch the game. So unfortunately I only caught the highlights, but as most people probably did, but when I looked at Twitter to see the score was two nil or whatever at half, or I was a little worried about what was happening. I didn't really know any other information before that. So I was a little worried, but you know, it's good to see them get a run out. Who knows? Maybe they had practice earlier or something, so I won't judge them too hard. And then it was good to see them come out in the second half and show a little more quality. For sure. I was golfing, so I didn't even look at the score until the end. I thought we would just dominate it, and then I you know, clicked on it. And it's like, oh, <laughs> we were losing until the second half. Uh, Sam, what are your thoughts? Um, I uh, like Beckett. I just caught the highlights. Um, obviously huge positive signs from Gabriel Jesus coming on scoring 90 seconds in. Um, but other than that, I thought him and Eddie looked good up top and, uh, Matt Turner, I think was a little nervous for this first friendly. Yeah, for sure. As anyone would be in their first game for their childhood club. So that's understandable. I'm not too worried about that being a United States fan, I've seen him play plenty of times and know that that shot is a one-off. They, he saves that most of the time. Just a little fooled first game out, knocking a bit of rust off, huh? Maybe like, it knuckled a little. I don't know. I didn't see it like dead on. I think he was expecting it to curve, like have a little inward yeah. curve, and instead it dipped out the other way. Yeah. He did leave yeah. a bit earlier, though. He didn't trust himself. He kind of he got caught yeah. cheating. That's all right. I mean, the one thing that we – know and have heard all about Matt Turner is that he's a good shot stopper, so I'm not really worried about it. I agree. I think it was just a little nerves. Oh, yeah. For sure. Just keeping it on the goalies, though. Obviously, El Nini just hits an absolute banger, but do you think the goalie could have done a little bit better on that? Nah, I think that's clean. That's what El Nini does. And I'm certainly not looking for an excuse to take that away from El Nenny at all because I've seen him hit those where they are absolute bangers so I give him benefit of the doubt not the not the keeper 100% and in the post game interview he talks about how after every single training session he, that's what he practices is loads of long shots and you can tell he, he's scored about countless bangers you know I, I don't I think it's off one hand now yeah more than five he doesn't get into the box ever so he's I would hope yeah, he's working you, on you shots from out there that, you know Maybe he can start inviting a party to those trainings. Yeah, maybe he should. The sad thing is, and this is just purely in my head, but I feel like party doesn't take all of those shots if he isn't absolutely banging them home in training. You know what I mean? I think they said that. Yeah. I think they said that last year, like when someone said after a training that party is actually just like lights out <laughs> training for any takes long shots all the time. He said it even takes free kicks sometimes at training, which is just unbelievable to me. I mean, they come off his foot well. And then they peg someone three rows up in the stands. <laughs> yeah. I tell you what, about 35 years old, party's got a future in the NFL. He wanted it. <laughs> El Nini too, maybe. More so than Carly Lloyd did ever. So, yeah, what about Gabriel Jesus, Beckett? Thoughts on that? Uh, you'd love that showing. Just uh, immediately just shows you exactly what you've been missing. And I think you had a little taste of that from Enkedia last year, or at the end of the season, of like what you could get out of a forward, but not a world-class forward who just comes in and that first goal, first goal, he absolutely blasts the ball. What a finish near post. That first goal, just the whole goal, too. I'm pretty sure he wins yeah, the uh, ball back off the left back. 
drives in, plays a one-two with, of all people, Eddie. That kind of gets me going a little bit too. To think we could have two strikers out there. Yeah, and that's when you know your um, striker has some prior experience on the wing. He just immediately looks to cut straight in. Um, yeah, and then he gets that one too. Those two built a little bit of chemistry um, out there in the second half. So it was good, and and there were plenty of runners into the box on that whole thing. Everyone he had good movement around him, so I I, I liked it. I mean, the one thing we know he's going to do is make runs and create havoc so as long as you have some other people working around him it's only going to benefit us incredibly yeah i think the although the eddie and jesus up top might not be what we start with but just having that in the back pocket to be able to crawl into games uh in the upcoming season i think will be huge yeah and how about the other jesus goal i don't think that we ever get that run last year (laughs) I don't think anyone made that run once. So that's a positive sign. And you love to see that there's a Brazilian connection there too. Gabriel to Gabriel. And what a finish. Oh my God. Great ball, but finish is there. Yeah. And I actually, I mean, I think Martinelli, I can, I mean, I just thinking back on times throughout the season, I think he cut back hoping to play that ball a lot and would look up and not see, anyone making a run and then that's when yeah, so then try have to, to go back to Jaco. yeah yeah so i think it, that'll be incredible just having jesus making that run across or darting or floating off the back post when you have someone like martinelli's crossing ability and then you have odegaard on the other side so yeah i mean you, i use very vulnerable spot when our center forward would still be trying to catch it with the play and not just Odegaard, but Saka likes to cut in yeah. into that little half space right there too. And I mean, shoot, just a shot at near post can get deflected, yeah, like just like that last one did. So, I think that's really, really bright. Looking forward. And when that, I don't oh. when when sorry when Eddie seeing Jesus do that all the time in training and then in games, it's only going to make Eddie make runs like that too. So, I mean. There's, I mean, I think a lot of people were probably a little unsure about having Eddie be the second striker, but Eddie's still at an age where I think he can be molded a little by uh, Jesus, and it, it'll help him. He's he's kind of got a little bit more physical profile, so he seems to win headers. That's what he, I mean, he the his first goal he scores, he runs on the field and bangs in a corner kick. Yeah. So I'm a, I don't know. Maybe if he's taught a little bit how to make his runs and use his body better. Can only benefit him. Anyway, as I was saying, I think the only new comings we got to see to on that game were uh, Matt Turner and Gabriel. Am I right? I don't believe Fabio Vera played. He traveled, but I don't think he was fit enough to play. Um, yeah, I think that's right. Well, Marquinhos got in. He looked a little out of sorts, just a little oh, above yeah. his head. But yeah, oh, yeah, I saw, that? I saw a little bit about him getting in or saw him in some of the highlights yeah and i'm not going to judge anything off that you know coming in new team first appearance you're a young kid that's there's nothing to worry about there Uh, i've seen i've seen pepe play like that as recently as this last season yeah for what 70 more million 60 but anyway yeah super excited about the new arrivals um tyranny going off in 30 minutes pre-planned not worried about that Really excited to see Fabio Vieira in there. Um, yeah. So, moving on, after speaking on Gabriel Jesus, I have to ask you guys a question. It's part one of two, so bear with me. But we'll start with you, Beckett. Who is the best player at Arsenal? Oh, <laughs> you're going to start with me, he says. Um, uh, it's. I think that is, I think it's, it's got to be Gabriel Jesus now. <laughs> I think it has to be. I think Saka, hopefully this next season, is pushing Gabriel Jesus. And Saka's For probably... title? Yeah. And then if... Maybe if Mo progresses. I don't know. I think Gabriel Jesus comes in and is just it. That's why you're paying $50 million for him. And 
kind of what he can bring with experience and quality could change this team a lot. So can I ask for clarification? Yeah. When you say Mo, you do mean Mohamed El Nini, right? Yes. I mean, okay, anyone yeah. who can hit okay. shots like he hit in that friendly clearly That's deserves to be in the top three players at our club. Really? Odegaard though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, I, I, I think a lot of players are kind of like on the fringe of if they, with this next season, they could develop to being like kind of where Gabriel Jesus is possibly. But I think Gabriel Jesus has the most pedigree to deserve that spot in the team. Without and you're buying him as a world-class forward, so. There's a reason he's getting paid the most a week. Yeah. Yeah. So you agree, Sam? I agree, but I also agree with Beckett in that this season, a lot of players could hopefully reach that level as well. But as it stands, I got to agree that Gabriel Jesus is the best player. Okay. So second part. Is there a difference between the best player and the most important player? And if so, is the most important player different than the best player? Sam, we'll start with you this time. Yeah, I think there's definitely a a difference. But for Arsenal, I think it remains the same this year because he was just the last piece that we needed. Um and I think he's going to make us a lot better. And he's not as replaceable as some other positions. Um, I I agree they are different and they can be the same. But I don't know. I think, I, th- I think he probably is the most important too. But because at the end of the day, we need goals. And if he's going to be the one who we bring in to score the goals, like that's the most important thing we need right now. Um, and I understand right now doesn't necessarily mean overall, but I think that for us to make the next step, we needed a striker as our most important thing. And kind of as our club <laughs> with Aubameyang was our most important player for a while because he gave us 20 goals and we could actually win a trophy if we have a 20-goal scorer. So I think that probably is the most important thing. Yeah, Even though I have tremendous respect, as I just said, for what Saka and Odegaard individually push this team to do. Fair. Okay, so who's your second then? Or do you have a different first, Q? I think you guys nailed it in that we needed goals. That's the most important thing. Everyone that Jesus brings that he's obviously the most important. I think that if there wasn't a plethora of midfield options, you might give it to Odegaard just because he is the cog in the machine that moves everything around. But I think you can get away with ESR in there, someone else for a game or two. Whereas I don't know how much you can get away if Jesus gets hurt. Eddie is, I'll give it to Eddie. He's he's really proven himself, but I think that Jesus is probably the most important for sure, even for I his think, versatility as well. Yeah, and I think it, it's a, that's always a tough question to answer, especially for like what soccer is and how you utilize eleven players, because you almost it's almost like you have to have a most important player at each tier of your like lineup or formation otherwise you'll crumble i mean obviously when we don't have thomas party we're a lot worse off than when we have him so you could make an argument thomas party kind of holds everything together you might be able to get 15 goals out of eddie and kenya and kenya if he starts the full season but if you don't have thomas party you're you could still lose those games and i know that's not the best argument but another one though look how important tomiyasu was yeah, I mean, we play a completely different game without him. Yeah, either end, and if and that could also change without having Gabriel in at center back, having no left footed center back for the way we want to build and everything, and for the physicality 
Gabriel brings. I can't say Gabriel Definitely. anymore because we have all, all of them, but <laughs> I think prior to that, uh, to the Jesus signing though, my answer to Q's question would have been different. I think the best player would have been Saka, and then most important probably would have been Odegaard just because all the play would run through him last season. Yeah. I expect the same to do. I mean, last season, I will say this, and we haven't seen enough Matt Turner to really know yet either, but Ramsdale may have had an argument for most important player just due to the nah. fact that he allowed us to you, – you think Vern Leno's playing out from the back? You think we can play the same that way? Maybe not as effectively, but I don't think the difference between Ramsdale and Leno, I mean, maybe it's not as quite tight of a race for top four, but I, I think Leno is good enough of a goalie overall to like rule Ramsdale out of that. Like that's one of your most yeah. depth possession positions. So for, for most important, at least if there's another guy up there, who's almost, who's an international and can bring some good quality. Ramsdale had enough cover where I wouldn't say he was the most important. Like if he fell off, Leno comes in and gets a clean sheet. I mean, it's a one-off game and stuff, but yeah, I agree that like what you were saying that Leno was not as good as in his feet, but towards the end of the year, I think Ramsdale had some sketchy moments and yeah, Leno had a few tough goes like that, but something like that very well could have happened to Ramsdale. I mean, but it didn't. My point being that Ramsdale had some sketchy moments. I I'll admit that, but he completely changes the way we build up. Leno might avoid those sketchy moments just because he boots the ball 60 yards and we lose possession that way. He had plenty of sketchy moments. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, anyway, it was just, just I, yeah, I get, I get what you're saying. And I, I think I would agree too that it w- before you sign Jesus, that Saka and Odegaard are probably the, those two in that discussion, as we're saying, they're number two and three anyway. So, but you, you definitely have, a group though of like most important players or players that like this club fall apart without obviously for sure for sure so now that we've mentioned that let's go ahead and talk about some players we might sign that might surpass jesus as either the best or most important so i'll, I'll open the floor if you guys want to talk about anyone specific well, I don't think anyone we're rumored with is going to surpass him in his importance, but uh, I mean, certainly the transfer fee would surpass him if we bought Paqueta. So, which I would not hate that pickup. I just, if we have to pay seventy million, I don't think he's worth seventy million. The Paqueta one doesn't make sense to me because he seems very similar of a player to Fabio Vieira. Fabio Vieira, I and we just worked out forty million for him. Yeah, but I think I think you have more, a little more, defensive noose. Noose, with Paqueta because he's been used as a center mid before for other teams. Um, and if you, I was looking at some stats of him for Lyon, and when they played a double pivot with Kakare and Bruno underneath him as Litem, he actually led them in defensive pressures so he could still like play a huge part in the press from a left eight and even if you do question his defensive side a little maybe maybe he is used when it's a more open game or or more a game more suited to him where he can play a bigger part in the actual offensive creativity and then maybe you have a rotation guy, Shaka, if he's still here in maybe some another type of game or something. I don't know. I mean, the whole point of it is to build depth. So maybe you could swap him and Vieira in or out or Shaka in, whoever we have. But I, I do I do like him a lot. I think $70 is a lot, though, if you don't plan to use him as much as possible. Yeah. I think that has to be a nailed-on starter if for you pay that. Million. Absolutely. Yeah. And where where is he getting in, really? Yeah. I don't think it's going to happen, but it, 
I love him. <laughs> and we've played with him plenty on FIFA, and that always gets me excited when I love someone on FIFA that Arsenal's rumored to pick up him. Gets me a little excited. I certainly wouldn't be upset. I mean, the 70 million might, you know, dampen my smile a little bit. Um, but I, uh, I don't, I don't know how I feel about that, especially after spending seven, 70 million on a yeah. French league player a few years back. I don't think we're going to be in a hurry to spend that amount of money on anyone anytime soon. So anytime there's, a, it's rumored that a figure's up there, I'll, I don't think it'll actually happen. I think Tillman's is probably the one that goes through in the end, but that's where I was going to next. So after that 70 million French league, French league experience, a little bit of Italian league before that, I believe he was in Brazil, 70 million opposed to a less fee for a proven premier league central midfielder who you've been after before he even went to Leicester before he even went to Monaco. You've been monitoring. I feel like that's obviously just a way more sensible purchase. Uh, how do you guys feel about that? I definitely feel like that's the deal that makes the most sense. I'm always for Premier League proven rather than taking a chance, and especially when the Premier League proven's under half the price. Um, I think his style of play is more so what we need than Piquetta as well. Yeah, and I would agree with that. And I I liked him. I've liked him for a long time. And I thought he should have gone to Arsenal before Leicester as well. But they don't care what I think. Um, I, I do think we probably just kind of left it alone because there weren't many other suitors or for him, or at least that's what I think that could actually take him. And Leicester was probably asking too much. So we're probably going to, it's like all our players. We're, we're going to have to wait till the like end of the transfer window to get rid of half our players. And I think maybe that'll probably be when Tillemans comes in, or hopefully. Well, the good thing in that is it looks like it's Arsenal or Leicester for Tillemans. doesn't look like there are very many other options or competitors Yeah, in the pursuit for him. So that's good. That's one that you can actually leave until late and not worry about someone swooping. Especially I saw that the personal terms are like already oh, been talked about and pretty much agreed upon. So it just comes down to them forking out the money or not. Do you, where did Lester, where was Lester? Where did they finish last year? Were they like 10, I think maybe? Yeah. Very so, good table. Yeah. And I, I mean, this, this isn't necessarily directly towards him, but I always found it like amusing whenever there, there had been rumors of this previously in the transfer window, but there, I always found it amusing that when players were rumored to not want to go to a club because they want to play Champions League football, whenever they're not even in Europa League, and even if it's like a bigger club like Arsenal or previously Milan or something in Europa League where you might expect them to get back or you could help them get back. So I always found that sometimes amusing. And that was talked about with him right at the beginning of the window. I don't know how true it actually was because I think he's going to come if his only option is to stay, but you never know. Leicester finished eighth. So So is that, I mean, they're not in anything, right? That's not conference, I don't believe. Yeah, I think conference is seventh. It's seventh, yeah. It's West Ham, I believe, right? Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. So, I don't know. That's like, that was like, I mean, Rafinha was a little different because he had other suitors, so he could have chosen Champions League. But it was like, oh, no one wants to go to Arsenal because they're in the Europa League. And it's like, uh, so does Man United just not get to sign players or what? No one wants to get paid more than any, they'll get, make at any other club just because Man United's in Europa League. Yeah. That's squad shit. All right, moving on to the final midfielder. And I've seen links slowly dissipate for him. And that is for another player I enjoy playing in FIFA a lot, Sergei Milinkovic-Savic. Around the same price line as Yuri Tillman's. Um, a bit different of a player. Very different to Paqueta, I would say. Um, what, do you, what do you guys think about that link? Would any interest whatsoever? The 27-year-old Serbian? Maybe some interest on my part, but I don't think that's happening. I, I just can't. 
I just I just can't see it happening. I think the last rumor, I mean, I haven't even seen a link to it in probably over a week. And the last one I saw is like Lazio will ask 55 million or something or 60 million or something like that. And I'm like, it's just, that's not really, I don't really think that's what they're looking for. Sam? I don't know. I mean, let I, me know what you I would think. love to have that physical specimen on our team. Yeah. I'm always down. I have a huge uh, anchor in the midfield, but yeah, I don't know. I've seen some other stuff on like Conte too, but there's just no way. Conte's already pretty much rejected it, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know, and I don't think I don't think Conte they would have been looking to do that because Chelsea would be a bitch to negotiate with. Um, he's 31, and he didn't have as good of a season last season. So it's kind of like, are we going to pay a premium to get Conte when he's kind of fallen off? Not Williams saying that that's going to last. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Another I'm Chelsea. Not a fan of buying Chelsea guys. Yeah. But I think so. Tillemans is by far the best bang for our buck and probably what will end up happening. No in-house option. Ainsley and Niles. Like the transfer, <laughs> right? Yeah. No, I think we definitely need one more midfielder for sure. Confirmed. I guess Lucas Torreira comes back too, but I mean, from his wordage, well, I don't want no Lucas Torreira. I don't, I don't want, him want him. It's kind. Of, he's a saga, man. It was yeah. Boca Juniors, and then it was Fiorentina. Now it's like I'm gonna spread my cheeks for any Italian club that comes. It's kind of crazy. Anywhere but Arsenal. Yeah, seriously, just leave. Like, seriously. Yeah, I mean, that's just someone who doesn't want to be at the club. And I guess it's because he doesn't like England and I get whatever, but I don't – come on, man. You're a professional athlete. Yeah, I mean, like you played once – you played like – the Emery playing him at more advanced I think was a little odd. Maybe that threw him off. But, I mean, he had some good moments when he was playing. So it's just odd to me. The whole thing has been odd. And then Fiorentina – backing out like get the fuck out of here like we're gonna end up probably having to take like seven million but i'll take that as long as it's not to fiorentina as long as it fuck fiorentina yeah yeah (laughs) i agree they had the money to sign jovich yeah where did that i used to i used to be best sold your best player in january and you don't have 15 million i've been in that stadium there's no way they're spending money on renovations yeah this is horrendous Whatever. Don't get me started on that. Who are you talking about in-house options, Beckett? El Nini? Wakonga? <laughs> Maitland Niles uh, and, and Torreya, dude. I mean, you, you have a couple players that you hopefully maybe play at eight sometime, like maybe Emil Smith-Rowe if he gets a little better going back, or like games Absolutely like I not. said. <laughs> games that I said that you could use Paqueta for, you could give to... <laughs> Emil Smith or Vieira. I think Vieira's. I think Vieira's probably going to get a look possibly at some point. But I. I don't know. I mean, I wasn't really serious about it. You have Jaka who's going to play there as of now. Um, Patino's coming up. I don't think he's ready to play there as an, a serious option. But I'm just saying that guy's coming. And Lakanga, if party's good, maybe you get Lakanga some minutes playing next to party. I don't know, but it's just I'm just. None of those are something I want, but they're things that we could do if we run short. Speaking of end. which, back to the friendly and Charlie Pacino. Did you guys see Charlie Pacino at the friendly or on yeah. the friendly? Yeah. That is not the same guy that nah. was playing that Nottingham Forest game. He is huge <laughs> now. Yeah. I mean, he probably put on like 15 pounds. Yeah, he played that game, and then the rest of the season he was just in the weight room. <laughs> <laughs> just pissed. Yeah. Pissed at that fucking big bird face. I didn't even think of his name right now. Nine Tim Forrest coach. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah, but I don't know. Patino didn't go on the tour. He wasn't on the roster, so I don't know what that means. If he's going to get loaned out or maybe our squad's too big where it wasn't practical to bring 40 people with a couple like some youngsters i don't know but he he didn't travel there was only i saw the like, only academy kid was that defender that played rural walters yeah. i don't know I, I think that's how you say his name rural 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 i don't know 
I can call him Rue. Yeah, that's not bad. <laughs> no, I heard a lot of good things about him on that, or like after the first game. Obviously, the highlights. There's not a ton to pick, get away from it. But I saw a lot of the people out there that I follow on Arsenal social media saying he had a really good game, good showing. Could be a, could be one to watch this season. Uh, left and right foot could play either side or center back as he played. So I suppose, depending on this showing in the in the states that he puts on, it might alter these last two. But any chance of Lissandra Martinez? No, it's not happening. He's going to United. Sam, I agree. I think it's done and dusted. I haven't heard much about it in the past few days either. I th- I I think Ajax took his price up as soon as Man U got involved, and then it was like, okay, we're not going to pay that shit. We might drive it up for Man U some more, but at that point it was like, okay, that's his old coach, and they're going to pay the most, and they're going to pay him the most. So, And he went out there that says, oh, he chose Man United to get a grip. Ajax chose money, <laughs> and he chose his coach. Like, what do you want from someone? And more money. Yeah, he's getting paid too, so. Well, you can't say he didn't choose Europa League. Yeah. Who's Speaking uh who's playing United. center back for them? Who's starting in their center back? I, I've heard from what I've heard, they want him to play center back at five nine. He's left footed. So he's playing center back. Who's who's coming out? Sounds like their most expensive uh defender signing of all time. Or their I don't is he their club I record? So. I don't think he's club record, but he's most expensive defender signing. McGuire? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this will be... This will be up there. This will probably be like $60 million for Lissandro. 70 I think, with add-ons or something. That's insane. <laughs> but, they, they don't learn their lesson. Sorry. We'll let good. Them, let them. And they're paying their other center back probably like k a week or whatever. And that leads me to the final link, Grimaldo of Benfica. How? What are your thoughts on Grimaldo, Beckett? I also don't think that's happening. Um, I don't. Yeah, if you think that Tierney isn't going to be healthy and you want a good, like a solid backup for him, I think you get a solid backup for him. I like Grimaldo, but I've never I don't watch Portuguese league enough to know how good he actually is defensively. I know he can go forward, but I also know that Nuno Tavares can go forward. So if you're gonna if you're gonna look for more backup and it's not a super solid option, you might as well just use the guy that you already have and hope that he can progress forward this season. You already paid the same price you'd probably have to pay for Ronaldo, so what about talks of him going on loan? I've seen that. Um I mean but again, then what because if that happens and you don't pick somebody up you're Yeah, but you time. control that. You could just keep him if you're not and he could play some Europa League. You certainly can't play Tierney all season long, so he's gonna get games. Tierney's gonna sure. get hurt. Nuno's which I know. first appearance for Arsenal was at right back in about the eighty seventh minute of that first game he played. Yeah. So Yeah. And you, you have a lot more cover. As well. Yeah, you have a lot more cover, I think. Like having Tomiyasu to play over there, you've seen him play over there. You have a lot more cover than you had than you when you thought you had last year because you'll have Saliba who can come in and deputize Ben White at right back if you need to, and Tom Yasu at the left. There's options to cover him up if he doesn't progress by like the halfway point of the season. But I think right. you keep him and you give him at least till January before you would loan him the second half of the season if you think he's not going to get games. If we've lost all our cup competitions, then he could leave on loan in January. Grimaldo won't like his price isn't going to change if you need Grimaldo in January I think his contract's up at the end of the year so it basically be doing a uh, Cedric Suarez so I don't think you put a roadblock for 
if you're gonna if you want backup for Tierney, get solid backup. If you just want someone that's uh, possibly okay quality, I don't know how good Grimaldo really is. Then I think you would go with the guy who you bought from the same club for the same price, who you're banking on having some potential. The only the only sad thing about left back position is that's the that's a commodity, a hot commodity. There aren't that many solid left backs that you can go out and grab, which drives the price up and yeah. So all right. Looks like Sam's leaving us. Sam's gonna go play for our you know, the gunners indoor team. Let's go. How many so are you going to score? I don't play indoor league with me anymore, but I'll score for you. Well, how many? Three? I'll put four. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll check back. Clip that chat. We'll, we'll <laughs> check back after the game. Own goals don't count. <laughs> All right. Well, good thing we only have one little segment left for both of us. And that will be, still transfer-related, players that need to go. Got your squad list oh, up? God. Oh, God. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll get the squad list. We'll go down through. There's so many of them. <laughs> they all came back at the same time. <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of which, going back to Torreira, I wish I could have seen the look on his face the moment he got the text, email, call, whatever it was, saying, hey, you report to training on Monday. Oh my god! I saw uh, I saw something at the end today that uh, a couple, I guess, a couple hours ago now that he might be going on loan to Villarreal. I think no oh, Seville. Seville. So I don't know. It's one of those two teams. One of those two teams Makes in sense. Spain, though. Counterattack. Which he would have just flown over to the U.S. <laughs> He'll just hop back on a bird, go back for a medical or something. I don't know. So should we count him as one? Yes. Okay, we need to go for him. All right. Definitely. He's 100% gone. Burn Leno, Fast. we don't need to touch on that. He's pretty much going to Fulham. Hopefully. Guaranteed. Hopefully. Fulham doesn't want to pay $10 million after they just signed Andreas Pereira for $10 million plus add-ons. Yeah. Like, well, they can get over themselves. All else fails. Burn Leno's riding the bench again. Hector Bellerin. Need to go or can he be re- reintegrated? He's gone. I, he wants to leave. I, if he... I mean, I love Hector and I would always let him stay. But, I, I mean... You have Cedric. Not saying he's worse than... Not saying he's better. Or not saying he's worse than Cedric. But I'm, he does. if he wants to leave, I think Hector has been a good enough steward for the club that you just kind of find a solution instead of keeping him. I agree. One year left on the contract. As you said, he wants to leave. Um, I don't think there's any bad feelings between him and Arteta. I just don't think it works out. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, he uh, I, he actually loves Arteta. Or, I mean, they yeah. have a good relationship. Um, well, shoot, I don't know Hector if you listen. In, in a good friggin' Ipswich. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, well, so I don't know if you listened to the ArsaCast with Tim Stillman when he was on there. Oh, yeah. But he, yes, was yes, ta- yes. he was talking about how Bellerin did an interview, like, right after, right before he left. And he basically knew he was leaving and was talking about how he, like, really believes in Arteta and that the club's headed in a much different direction, better direction. He was all happy about it. And I like, knew he was leaving and didn't say anything with animosity or anything towards Arteta. So I, I, he loves Arsenal. And I think it his the way he wants to live his life kind of, it was suited for him to be like in a Spain or maybe in Italy or something. Yeah, so, he I'm, needs I don't, the little... I mean, London's perfect for that too, don't get me wrong. But yeah, yeah I but, agree. He needs the, the Tommy Bahama unbuttoned down to, you know, midriff type lifestyle for sure the mediterranean i still love him though i do too and i wouldn't be upset if he was still on the team i would be upset because he wanted to leave and he didn't get that but i think he could definitely do a job in europa league league yeah absolutely on the same level if not better than cedric so exactly 
Do you want to be paying both those salaries? Probably not, but I mean, yeah, it's just going to be hard to find. It's hard to find teams that can green links with uh green links with our other Spanish dude who we're going to keep Pablo Marie. Oh, he didn't even get to him yet. Come on, man. <laughs> All right. Tierney, obviously saying Ben white, obviously saying Thomas party, obviously saying Gabriel. I've heard some links with him about Juventus. Juve. Do you see Fuck that happening? Here. Yeah, no, I I'd, I'd tell Juve the same thing I tell Shorentina at this point, and it's fuck off. Yeah. Bro, we needed Arthur really back in January, control. and they wouldn't loan him to us. And he played like a handful of games. Yeah. Didn't do anything, changed their season. It was like, all right, cool. Now you want to offer him to us, and then $25 million or something for Gabriel? So take a hike, bro. Yeah, I agree. Gabriel, for the few mistakes that he made, they were costly and ended in a goal. He's a warrior. He's someone you need in the team, especially as what we're would building you, this pavilion contingency. What would you sell Gabriel for? What would it take? Oh, it's got to be over $50 million. It has to be over 50 You have to be making $20 million off him. He's undoubtedly improved since he came. He be, he's, he's a Brazil national now. I mean, he's a, he scored five goals. The most in the prim as a defender last year. Yeah, he's got to be at 50. I would even push it probably to 60. Double the money. Because other, otherwise, we don't have to sell him. I'm not selling him for under 70. They're getting I mean, 80 yeah. for DeLitt. See, there you go. Um, I, I, see, we're not in a hurry. They're the one coming to us. It's not like he's out there. Yeah, so I suppose I'll revise. That's what like a reasonable, what I would actually take. But in this scenario, this summer, yeah, absolutely not. No, yeah. I maybe even hundred. Like he might have to be the most expensive center back coming out of the prim for that. Yeah, I'll tell and you what, not, Sandra not, Martinez. I think he's the best. It's not because yeah. I think he's the best. It's because Arsenal don't flex power like that enough. Yeah, and you Juve, say, look, you, Juve you want, you want him, to... you come pay. It happens to us yeah. all the time. Yeah, I agree. No, I'm full on board. And Juve aren't at the stature they were to draw him, I don't think, either. Yeah, so, I don't think so either. And an I mean, Italian club would certainly try to fleece us if it was the other way around. So if Juve is the big club of the Italian league, then they need to flex They can to pay get up, him. yeah. Yeah. For sure. Gabriel Bucayo, untouchable. Raise that to $2 million for him. Until I'm hoping he can sign a new deal soon. That's going to be lovely news to report. Um, Odegaard, untouchable. Jesus, obviously not. Emil Smith-Rowe, untouchable. For how much, though? That's another one. How much would it take for you to get rid of Emil Smith-Rowe? Think about all of it as profit, too. Um... I don't think I, – I, I don't know. That one's tough for me to put a number on. I think in the Premier League, you'd need over 50. For sure. Before he went on that tear, that scoring tear, Villa yeah. offered 35. Yeah. And that was before last season. Yeah. I, well, again, I also similarly don't – like if you were putting a price on him, it's higher than that. Yeah. Certainly. And you don't want to. Um yeah, I, so, I would not want to put a price on it to any other club. Yeah. Well, only Arsenal fans listen. Maybe the occasional Liverpool do. <laughs> yeah. But I, I still think 50 might is probably too low of what I would take for him because I like Emil Smith a lot, and I think he could he – he'll develop nicely into our core. I'm not going to lie. Emil Smith was involved in probably – Every single one of my favorite moments from last season. So I don't, I would say 70 million at minimum this, uh, yeah. this season. Yeah, I think so. That, I mean, that's an English, young English talent too. That's number, that's number English. 10. That's your number 10. Yeah, young English talent for an English club too. It's like those are precious. Yeah. Yeah. Martinelli, I'm probably in the same boat too. I mean, untouchable. I wouldn't want to sell him, but 70, 80, 90. Those, I think like Emile Smith-Rowe and Martinelli are players that 
they need to approach like putting myself in the club's place they need to approach me to ask for a move before i even entertain anything yeah someone comes at you with transfer video it's immediately rejected don't even look at the numbers but no no i agree martinelli another one just broke into the brazilian national team like that that should raise your price by 20 million yeah at least what do you think his what do you think his transfer value is on like transfer marked I don't know because that's that's sketchy because they do it based off of contract amortization and all of that as well. Yeah. So I, I think so, it's undervalued severely. I don't know what Fopmob uses, but this is showing his market value, which again, I, I just wanted to gauge it or what they thought, but I would always not really trust what those values are. But this says 39 and yeah, there's, yeah, there's yeah, zero. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah there's uh, just Arsenal board is laughing at that and then yeah. putting in the urinal. Yeah. <laughs> That's a joke. What's what's ESR's? Uh, what does this say? 40. Fuck out of here. Uh what about soccer? I just need for purposes. Soccer, uh, yeah, that's going to say I bet do I bet it's 60 68 yeah get out of here dude. <laughs> 150 million player what the fuck? all right next william saliva what what am i what am i doing oh what i would take to sell why are we selling players why are we selling our players why don't we sell some players we don't want <laughs> no we're just talking about staying or going uh i mean he's obviously staying that dude's about to sign a new contract Runar. Runarsen. Yeah. Who's taking him? I mean, who? DC United? Pay him. Straight swap? We, we should just pay him to leave almost. <laughs> what do we buy him for? 1.3? 1. 1. Maybe under a mil? Gotta be on like 20k wages, maybe. Find someone Eddie, to loan him again. Maitland Isles? So you have to be gone? Can he stay? I think he's coming into his last year as well. I mean, I think in the end he's going to go. I wouldn't hate having his versatility, although he's fought against that versatility the whole... That's why he's in his last year of his contract. If he would have just leaned in, we probably would have resigned him. But, uh, Do you yeah. think going to Roma and not only riding the bench, but only playing wingback maybe sobered him up a bit? I don't know. I don't know what it'll take to do that. Too, honestly, like he, that dude was on the fringes of the England team. He's been played in the midfield at Arsenal. Yeah, I, he. I don't know what really he's looking for. Um, to be honest, I don't know what that situation is. I wish I. I wish I had an insight on it. I wish that it was like a thing, maybe that they broadcast a little more or talked about or he talked about or they captured it in the documentary or something i don't know it just would have been good to understand what the situation is there rob holding if we had signed another center back maybe at this point no you get five subs next year you know holding locks it down he locks it down once it comes on and he's certain he he's he knows the team well enough. He's a great locker room guy. He can do the job when you need him. I know the Spurs game was a little bit of a kind of lost his head a little, but I, like you know he's capable of filling in when you need him to. He's just a good squad player. To be fair, I would have lost my head a hundred percent as soon as that penalty yeah. was given in the first yeah, few questionable minutes calls game. too. So not not all on him there, um, Cedric. Good luck. Yeah, I agree. Although, who wanted did Porto? Want him? Someone wanted him early in the transfer window. Yeah, apparently. Are you upset that he stays? I mean, I wouldn't say upset. We don't have other right backs really that can stay. I mean, Maitland Niles. Maybe that's the thing with Maitland Niles. Maitland Niles could play so much on either left or right had he just stayed, or had he just been willing to do it. So 
that's that's really the perplexing thing about him and why I think he doesn't because there's got to be something there that is off because he he has the opportunity. I think he's a better player than Cedric. I think he's better than Nuno Tavares. I think Nuno Tavares going forward might bring some things and have the potential, but Maitland-Niles has played left back and kept Saka out of the team when Saka was coming up, balling at left back. So I hate to be a dead horse, but on your point about he could have played so much, what, a week after he gets his loan to Roma, Tommy goes out, and then Cedric has to play essentially the rest of the season? Like, if you stay, you're not even riding the bench at Roma. You're literally playing every game. And then Tyranny is gone, too. Tyranny got hurt on the international duty right after that. So it's like he could have played, he could have started like the last 15 games of the season, probably. Yeah. I don't know if that's how many were left, but. Nailed on. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that. I just think that there's, that's too much of a saga. Too much drama going on there. Yeah, Arteta like certainly doesn't want all those questions about him anymore. Yeah. It's like the dude's either going to play or he's not. You can't be a discussion topic every week, like Pepe's been, or like Lucas Strayer's been right now. It's like you can't be that, or Arteta's just going to get so tired of it and be like, "All right, so you, dude, you don't want to do, you don't want to be here, you do not be here." Going down the list, Tommy, obviously staying. Pepe, obviously we want that to go. Everyone, both sides, club, player, want to go. The problem is finding anyone that can pay us and him anywhere near what he's making. Um, Honestly, he's probably going to go on loan. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's going to happen till the end, but I, like, I don't know, like you said, who's going to take him. So I think it's going to be a loan. Yeah, and it'll probably be like 60-40 Arsenal wage, paying wages type shit. Does he have two years left? Like, does a loan actually do anything? A loan brings him back with one year left. Okay, but maybe he could play better on loan and actually someone wants to buy him or something? Yeah, maybe. He's 27. I mean, God, what a disaster. Yeah, no kidding. Brad, if you're listening... You have to write in and let us know if you're still willing to die on the Pepe is not a flop train. He's a flop. Well, I agree with you, but I got to know Brad once. That train is heading straight for a bridge, you know, that collapsed in a thousand foot crevice. And I'm, it's going like five miles an hour and Brad can see it coming. I just want to know if he's going to jump off or if he's going to ride. There's it time off. to I mean, hop off. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Well, I, so here, here's a thought like, it would, it's not great. He he had some good moments. He did some good things for the clubs, and it's not. It hasn't fallen off the cliff yet. It will entirely fall off the cliff if we get a zero transfer fee for him, and he leaves on a boss man for free, and or we end up paying him to leave. Even worse of a scenario. If any of that happens, that's one of the worst transfers of all like, time. Yeah, I mean, I think I don't think it is like absolutely not, but yeah, there's others up there, but I definitely think it would be up there if we got no money for him in the end and we paid 72 million. I mean, we got very limited goal contribution. Does he have 30 goals for us? I believe he probably does. Um, I don't know if this includes this is just Prem, maybe, but I think this says 27. I know he scored two goals against Gumarish in uh. Europe League, those two free kicks. He had, like, I mean, he's he's done some good things. And certainly earlier, first two years. He salvaged that Wolves game. Yeah. That Lockheed came on and. His his last act, probably. But he has shown some moments, too. I mean, we talked about that Maggie had in the. Who did we play? It wasn't Nottingham Forest. It was in the. Burnley? Championship. No, it was. No, Ben Benmi was a good one, but this is on the goal. Odegaard swings it out. He does like a little step over and Meg's the defender on the end line. And then might play oh, back yeah. cross. It might be an assist. But, um, I mean, he had some flashes of brilliance, and you can definitely tell that there's a player there. It's just a shame that it never worked out. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I just 
wasn't a consistent enough, but yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see what happens. I don't know. On the Nuno, we talked about him a little bit, but do you think he needs to go? You Actually, you say stay for the first half. Yeah, I think first half for sure. I don't like that's that's what I was trying to say a little earlier was if you bought Nuno for his potential last year, there were worrying signs with some of his defending. But like you, you probably saw what you bought him for the price you paid coming from Benfica at the age he was. I don't know if you're really going to expect more than what he gave. So if you're banking on that potential, you might as well use the Europa League now that we have it to actually get him games and see how he can do things against okay competition in that in the form. So I, I think you keep him. I don't think Grimaldo is astronomically better than him where it would make sense to pay another transfer fee. When you have all these players you still need to get rid of. Had we already shed some weight, maybe I would have been okay with it. But it's like, you already have a bunch of dead wood, and Grimaldo will be dead wood in three years. Yeah, I agree. Someone has to stay for the first half of the season for the tier name, cruciate injury, or whatever happens. Yeah. Someone has to stay for that. All right, up next, who we got? We already talked about it, Pablo Marie. Obviously, we both want him gone. That's nothing to spend any more time on that. Yeah. No one wants to see that. Sambi did not put on a very good performance against Nuremberg. I know it's hard to take take that with a grain of salt. Um, very inconsistent throughout all of last year. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not worried about the friendly game. I think you probably. If you think you can get Sambi more games this year, which you definitely will be able to with Europa League, he's played in that competition. Um, and five subs. Yeah, and, and five subs. Like He'll get minutes this year. And again, I think he's another player you reassess in January if he needs a loan, if he hasn't gotten those minutes. But he he's a guy that I think is still young enough where he's still getting molded into how we need him what we need him to be. So I think he's more suited at least the first half of the season to continue to develop with Arteta instructing him how he wants him to play. Agreed. Reese Nelson. I'll go first on this one. Year left on his deal. Did all right with Fenord. Came into himself there. I don't think you're going to find any money anywhere for that. Personally, I'm on board with kind of approaching him like we did Eddie last year where it's okay we'll just let you you're you got a year left to prove yourself to another club or to us and then I'm sure he'll get minutes with five sub Europa League you know just getting him in getting him on the field seeing what he can do he's still pretty young as well so I think that I've seen Reese has played probably shoot maybe 50 games for Arsenal off the top of my head, maybe less than that. It might be between 30 and 50, but still, he was a bright young spark back then when he was coming through. I still think there's a player there not going to get any money. Let him play out this season. If you lose him for free in the summer, what were you going to do anyway? Your thoughts? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was exactly basically what I was going to say. Same thing. I immediately thought of this is an Eddie year for him. Yeah. Exactly what you said. Um, he's coming back from Feyenoord and he played 30 plus games for Feyenoord. So it might be tough for him. But if if you know you want to get rid of Pepe, kind of need to get rid of Pepe, and you've given up on Rafinha, who is now going to Barcelona, and there's not really another winger i've heard us linked with at least since the season ended i think reese kind of has to be there to cover and even if you he's not he doesn't really take us to the next level in terms of depth if you get rid of him for five million to some club you are gonna co- it's gonna cost it's you only gonna come back to you, yeah. yeah it's gonna cost you 30 million to find that and that late in the window another club is gonna be like you can't leave us out to dry so it's probably gonna cost you even more of a premium so i 
I honestly think Reese is probably staying unless Marquinhos is a baller or something. Um, I think Reese kind of has to because he adds depth. You already know him. He knows the club. There's no adaptation really there. It's kind of just like, is he going to step up or not? That's the only threshold. So Marquinhos still has to adapt. So it might be even hard to like say, okay, this guy's really good for us in preseason and up until the end of the window, but you can't really hang on that. He's still young. So I don't know. I feel like him and Marquinhos and Reese are almost in like a similar position. Well, Marquinhos just signed, so he's not quite the same, but it's like basically you guys are going to duke it out to be the winger substitute. Um, skip over El Nini. He just signed that extension. Um, next up is Balogun. Balogun. Uh I think I saw today that he is probably going on loan too. Well, I originally saw he wasn't going on tour because he was going on loan. And then I saw later that he's going on tour and he's going on loan when he gets back, which seemed odd too. But maybe they just haven't worked at all. Maybe Mikel yet. wanted to look at him. He hasn't seen him in a while. He's at Middlesbrough. Yeah. Just, yeah. Do you know just where kinda... he's going? Or where he was going to? I didn't see. Um, I don't know if anything said it yet or if it's been agreed, but maybe it's like they have the suitors and they kind of just have to pick. He's still picking. Yeah. Yeah. And they want him to go on tour so they can kind of tell him what he needs to work on still. Maybe. That's what I'm assuming. Because I, I thought he was always going to go on loan anyway. Um, especially once Eddie signed again. Yeah, with Balogun, I, I'm not saying he is in the same boat as Reese, uh, where he needs to show out. Or I'm not even going to say he's on the same level as him. But if he, if we were to lose Reese, I think Balogun is another person that could just add a tiny bit of depth. Out on, he can play out on the wing. He can play up top. That being said, he's probably at the age where he just needs to be playing, starting, yeah, at, like building confidence in himself, getting in a rhythm. Yeah. So I think a lot. I agree of with that. Needed there. I mean, he's kind of like where Eddie has been the past couple of years. It's like, yeah. did we loan Eddie or not? And we kind of made some probably bad choices with hanging on Eddie when we shouldn't have, yeah. and. F- Balligan, it's kind of like go out, get your physicality, and come back to us. It'll now have been the second year, but he just signed a contract before last season. Yeah, yeah. Remember, so he's not in the Reese situation so. that way. That makes yeah. Sense. So, um, but I, yeah, I think he just needs to develop a little bit more. Maybe next season he could come in and be a third choice or second choice to like three positions or something like that. Yeah. I just think that this is a big year for him in terms of his Arsenal future because I think you need a positive loan. Otherwise, you're shifting into that dead weight where you might be shipped off. Yeah, and honestly, if he has a good season this season, I don't remember how long his contract was, but it was probably four or five years based on loaning him the first two. He has a decent season this season. I mean... Part of the reason you re-sign Eddie is because if Eddie's not developed even further in two seasons, you could then he has resell value. Yeah. You can sell Eddie to a mid-table club or something that might need him, and Balogun could then another season or two step in and be the backup. Yeah. So I'm, Sorry. I don't know. It's I, you kind of, can kind of see them building behind Eddie because we have we're actually developing forwards right now. I get that uh Breath guy that's balled out last year already went on loan. Yeah. The Nicholas Moeller guy, Nicholas Moeller, big fucking dude. He's on loan. Jules. I think he already went on loan as well. He did. Um I, I kind of I think John Jules might have fallen out of the race in that regard. Yeah. Yeah, injuries didn't really help him out, but. And finally, the last last name on this list is Lucas Torreira. I think we both <laughs> agreed that he, he gone. to go to Boca Juniors, River Plate, 
wherever the heck he needs to go anywhere but Arsenal. Yeah. There's the door. Don't let it hit you. Well, I think that just about does it. What do you say? Good episode? Sounds good to me. Yeah. You good to be back. Good to be back. We needed to do this. Been a little lax lately. We have been a little lax. It's summertime, you know, everyone's by the pool, hanging out. Well, another news. I will be doing a live vlog of my experiences at the Arsenal vs. Chelsea game in Orlando. Hell yeah. So follow me on Instagram. Catch all the action there. Hopefully I'll run into some Arsenal players, coaches. Josh Kroenke. He won't be there. Who am I kidding? Maybe I hear that James Nicholas is going to be there, so I might try to uh, yeah that try to find him, hunt him down. Yeah. Also, I think they're supposed to release the new kits uh, next week, Monday maybe. So, I mean, we've all yeah, to, most to of purchase. us have seen them, but yeah, the black yeah. ones. Yeah. So, which I will be buying immediately. I'm trying to think. There's one more thing I wanted to say. I can't find it. To hell with it. You got anything you want to say? Nope. Catch you next time, guys. Shout out to all the people listening, driving up the ratings on the pod. Like and subscribe. Peace.